Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends, so thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. You are listening to the new man beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lemire. Have you lost your passion for work? Are you scared to change lanes professionally? And are you feeling stuck because you can't figure out what's next? Today, I wanna share with you an excerpt from a coaching conversation I recently had. In this call, we explore some of the reasons why my client was feeling stuck and unable to see any attractive opportunities in front of him. As you'll hear, it's our mindset that determines whether we'll stay stuck doing the same old thing or if we'll expand into the next phase of our lives. So before we dive in, I wanna give you a little context for this recording. What you're about to hear is a brief excerpt from a coaching conversation. And on this particular day, my client shows up saying he's no longer excited by his business. He's feeling a bit stuck and unsure about what to do next. In his mind, he's unable to see any attractive possibilities. Now. When many others find themselves in this kind of situation, they may believe that the solution is to just do more, make more money, be more productive, scale, get bigger, all the above. That certainly may seem attractive to our egos and it certainly seems safe because we're doing what we already know how to do. Well, when I'm working with somebody, before we start cranking away, before we start executing, it's really important that we're clear about our motives and understand what we're truly playing for. I'm not convinced that more of anything is gonna help us experience what we truly want in life. This particular client grew up poor and through hard work and determination over decades, he's made himself a very wealthy man. But what motivated him at an early age doesn't seem to be motivating him anymore. The game's changed. Whether he realizes it or not, he's playing for something different now. Often when we feel stuck, when we don't see options, when we don't see opportunities, It's because we only see threats to what makes us comfortable, to what makes us look good. We see threats to our resources like our money and time and energy. And if we let that fear hijack us, then we'll be sure to stay stuck on a flat trajectory. We'll be sure to stagnate. But most of the time, we overestimate our fears. We overestimate these threats. If we're willing to challenge these threats like a parent might challenge a child to confront an imaginary monster under the bed, then we may see how our lives can open up very quickly. 
if we're willing to be bold, we'll be able to see doors where we had previously only seen walls. And that's how our lives can continue to grow and expand in service of greater freedom, aliveness, peace, and love. Let's start the conversation. When you look at this scenario of what's next with work, um, what do you see? Give me the lay of the land. Um, Well, really what I see is just I have a really good thing going, so I'm afraid to give it up because I'm, you know, it it enables a lot of other things in my life. I, I don't know if I can ask for more, and I have freedom at work, I'm in charge, whatever, so... I'm not wildly passionate about it, but it enables everything else in my life. So now the scary thing is I've always, you know, you always have that striving, that ambitious side of you. That's kind of how I've always been. It's scary because I'm taking my foot off the the pedal with work and Mm. just, I don't know, being a man, that's, that's, that's how I've always thought. And uh, that's the scary part. So. I can assume why it's scary, but what, why is it's why when you think about taking your foot off the pedal, what's the what are the fears that come up? What might happen or not happen? Um, really, I think maybe there's a there is there's always been a fear of poverty um, there, so I don't know if it's that. Um, it's it's just scary. I think part of it is the identity that's you know always been linked as a. As a man generally, or maybe it's just me as as a provider and making money and doing all of this. So it, it is a little bit scary for, for those two reasons, at least, at yeah. a minimum. So whether it's rational or not, there's still a sense of, well, if I if I step out, uh, you know, I could go backwards. I, I could put myself in financial danger. Um, but tell me more about this, what you called identity. What, what's, what's happening there? What does it mean about you or what does it say about you if you're not running your company? Well, I guess there's a void there cause that's an important part of who I am. So I, uh, I don't have an answer to the question, but just there's a big void. So it's like, if, well, if I'm not running my company, I don't know. I don't know. I, this is all I know really. I, I don't think it's as as tied to myself who I of who I am. It's just I don't know. I, I guess it's almost something you're not comfortable with. You you don't know it. Um, so I, I I don't know that. I, I think I can survive without it. It's not like my sense of who I am is tied to it. But obviously, you know since. You know, you've been doing something for a long time. It's a huge part of, you know, who you are. So they, it, there's discomfort there. And is it the discomfort mainly around just the uncertainty of, I don't know what's next, so I'll just keep doing what I'm doing? Um, I, I think that's it. And it's, I don't know. Like I said, for me, I, I'm just, it's almost like, you know, if you're dating a model and then you're like, well, do I really give that up? What am I going to give that up for? It's kind of like that. So it's like all things aside, this has been, you know, amazing for me. So what would you give it up for? Don't know. I don't know. I remember in our first conversation, you liked the idea of us 
no matter what the path is, we don't know what that much going to be, but we do know that we can be playing for the things that give us a sense of aliveness or freedom or peace or connection with others. So what I'm aware of here, though, right, and this is natural, this is what we're doing, is that you're, there's, there's very much a defensiveness here. It's like, well, I'm not moving forward in this because I'm afraid to lose that, and I'm not really sure what, the, what might be on the other side of this, so I'll stay here. Um, and when I ask you what you want, I get, I get back to the better make sure I don't kind of screw something up kind of thing. I don't want to, I don't want to miss out on, on that. Yeah. So, so that, I feel like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I really should mess with it. What I get is that you're a little bit, you're a little bit bored. I am comfortable. Yeah. I, I, it's just, you know, I've done the same thing and, you know, I do like change, whatever, but I've done this, this for a long time and you know i'm good at it whatever but yeah it is it is boring it's not you know challenging um but again like i said i keep going back to this is the engine that helps fuel oh you know it makes everything else easy as well that i that, that i really cherish value so do i want to mess with it i'm not excited about work basically I'm not excited about work. Yeah, that and I, I don't know. I feel like crap that I'm not giving it my all. And I'm generally not that way with, with things, right? I've just always been, but yeah. So I don't know if that means that work is not important. Um, because there's so much outside of work and I'm enjoying the hell out of all of that. And I've just truly lost the passion for it. Um, and maybe that's why I'm not as, um, you know, into it. But being the type of person I am, I don't like not giving my all to work, which which I'm not giving my all right now, for being honest. So, mm-hmm. so And I haven't been for a while, yeah. Yeah, okay. And, and what I'm getting is that on the flip side of that is I'm not giving it my all. I'm bored. It's not really doing a lot for me, but I don't want to do anything – I don't want to step into the uncertainty. I don't want to, and I also don't want to risk losing anything. Yeah, that's a good, good, good characterization. What's it like hearing all this as as we just get it all out? What are you getting? I'm getting that. Maybe not feel guilty for like feeling amazing and actually not having to do a ton of work. What would have you feel guilty? Um, well, the, the guilt part is not, you know, I'm not, yeah, out of, you know, if I'm putting in 30 hours out of that, maybe it's 10, 12 good hours, right, that I'm putting in. That that makes me feel guilty because it's just, I don't know, it's, well, I guess it's part of my value system. You should always be giving it your all. What if, um, and it sounds like there was something in there you said a couple of times about being a man, like needing to work. It sounds like there's this part of the, def- part of the defense here, and I've got this too, is um, if I'm a man, then I work, and I work hard. Yeah, absolutely. And so what I can almost, what I can also see in here lurking underneath the surface is um, I need to make sure I'm still a man. I mean, I, I feel like I have to have some sort of mission, right? That's it's 
and it drives me in some way, right? Whatever it is, it's, it has to be outside the wife, the kids. There is a link to the amount of money. Like if I'm working hard or whatever, and you know, I'm just making peanuts, I, I will definitely respect myself for doing that, for putting in the effort, but still I'll feel like crap. I, I, you know, I want, I don't know. I, the, the, the dollar amount's important to me. So yeah, I didn't realize that. So what if the programming, right? Like if we can imagine our brains ran on software and mm-hmm. the software you've been using to get to this point, what if it was time for an upgrade? What if the software you installed in your 20s to work your ass off, hell, probably in your – you're much younger than that, right? But you decided that there were these principles, and they needed to be honored if you were going to be successful and you were going to be a man and all of these other things. And what if it was time to upgrade some of those principles? What if it was time to upgrade some of those – some of that software? What if it didn't serve you anymore? Yeah, so I want to hear more because I I like that way of thinking and that framework, and but it's just been the stuff that I thought of. You know, maybe we can add in more whatever ideas you have that may help. Well, what I'm getting is that you've got you got some ideas here. You have some beliefs, okay? Mm-hmm. That I get are, are creating the bottleneck for you. So I don't know what's on the other side of this. But what I get is that when it triggers, you know, when it checks a certain box of I might lose something, I might not be, I don't know, successful in my own eyes, uh, needs to make a certain amount or it's not worth it for me, um, I need to work hard, I need to put my all into it. Whatever these things are, they can be very sacred to us. And I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm not saying they're bad or wrong, but I do want to encourage us to take a look at them and just see if they actually help you feel more expansive. Or are they creating a limitation for you? Are they, and by limiting you, it means you won't see opportunities that may be right in front of you. So if you were to imagine that you could check in with yourself as you think one of these thoughts, as you assess one of these beliefs that I need to always be doing X, Y, Z, or if I'm going to do something, it needs to be A, B, C, or if I'm going to do X, it needs to be Y, and start to see, like, does that really fit for me now, where I am now, at this stage of the game? Does that rule still apply? Does it serve me to play by that? Because like a rocket... You expended all of this energy and you had all these things to get up off the launch pad and to get into orbit. You're in orbit now. You're in a different, completely different set of rules, right? The laws of physics are even different in your life now, right? Like for many, there's a sense of like gravity constantly pulling them down. You don't have that as much, right? Still a little bit, but not as much. But most of it's still kind of in the brain telling us that. Where who we we, we got to play the game we were playing 20 years ago. I don't get that that's making you stronger. And when you tell me about the options you have to be creative, I don't get that that's really why you hired me. So what comes up for you as we just even 
consider that some of the beliefs and things that served you in the past may be limiting you now. I like that. I think this is something I'm going to have to explore. I think I have to step back and say I'm a very different person than I was when I had those beliefs and what beliefs are going to serve me now. Um, yeah. With the other part, I think I've had that realization. That's why I'm super happy, but I think, yeah, I'm stuck. Stuck, stuck in that older mode of thinking that may, as far as work, uh, that may not be... Um, be the best for me at the stage of life I'm in. If you had to go back, I mean, when, when you think about an earlier stage of your life, when you were really determined to be successful, what age are you? What, what age did it really click for you that you were going to be successful and you were going to work really hard to be successful? I don't know, 21, 22, maybe. Okay, cool. And then if you had to identify that mission. At 2122, not the specific mission of get a degree or anything, but like this overall arch, like what would you call that? Would, you, would it be, I'm going to be successful? What was the determination? Well, it, it was really, I didn't want to be poor and I wanted to, I didn't have a lot going. And that was my way of, you know, saying to the world that I matter, right? That I'm significant because I didn't have the self-confidence otherwise, but I was smart and I said, you know, hey, if I made money, I don't know, everybody would love me. Everybody would respect me. Mm -hmm. uh, I wouldn't, you know, and some, so that was part of it. The other part of it was I just hated being poor, you know, it just, yeah. I, I needed some control over my life and this is what was going to solve a bunch of those things for me. Really powerful, right? I, I love how yeah. aware you are of this because what it tells me is, like most of us, we don't become successful to create a new possibility. We actually become successful to avoid something, to move away from something. And so yeah. by and large, a big part of your success was I'm not going to be poor anymore. I'm going to matter. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be significant. I'm going to be loved. I'm going to be respected, which tells me I'm going to move away from these places where I don't feel that I matter, where I don't feel significant, where I don't feel loved and respected. So I'm going to create a solution to get away from this place. Mm -hmm. And so when you tell me, like you've done several times today, that things are very fulfilling in all these other areas of your life, but we're not looking at the software, right, so to speak – you're not 21 anymore. You're not poor. You do matter. You are significant. You are loved. You are respected. It makes sense that the maybe the software doesn't quite function optimally. All right. I'm smiling as you say that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. What, what's the smile? What's 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 happening for you? I don't know. I'm just saying. It's yeah. You're fucking right. It is. Yeah. I'm like. Yeah. I'm not that person. So. Okay. Thank you for that. Okay. It's a small shift, but it's it's important. Right, right. And it's ingrained, right? I mean, it's just going to show up. It's the matrix you look at. So when you look at the world, the habit is what's going to what's going to what do I got to do so that I make sure I'm not poor? What do I do so I make sure that I matter, that I, I'm significant? What do I do so that I've got control? What do I do so that I don't lose love or lose respect? 
right? That's a huge part of the program that's running. And it's old. It's old. Yeah. And it's probably incomplete. You've added stuff to it over the years. But let's just – perhaps a big chunk of that is still running. And so when you look at the world, it's just kind of like, huh, I don't really see a lot. Yeah, and I, the way I think of it is, you know, it's that little boy growing up into a man. And there's a there's a part that's still, you know, it, it may be running. There's a part that still feels a little bit like, you know, you're not enough. And I, I'm sure that may go on for the rest of your life. But either way, you, you know, um but yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. There's there's a part of me that that that's still thinking it. But when you said that, you know, my chest puffed up. I smiled, and I'm like, shit, I'm I'm there, right? So, um, <laughs> but 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 yeah, maybe yeah. Um, and this was in one of my n- notes to just say, yeah, there is still that sense of you know, and it's ever so slight, right? Of just not being enough. So yeah. and. Uh, and I've done what I can to, you know, just be the best person I can be, but it's still there. And if there's anything that, you know, that can be done, maybe that, that'll be helpful. But just this, I think, does a lot. You know, you framing it this way helps. Yeah. Huge amount. Yeah. yeah so. Okay. So now, you know, if we want to start to put this in practice, we can start to look at how much of our day is still mm-hmm. being governed by, I need to make sure... I'm enough. I need to avoid anything that might signal I'm not enough. And what that does is we can just start to see if it's true or not. I'm not going to ask you to drop that. Like I, I deal with this wound, right? Like we've all got it. It doesn't go away. You're mm-hmm. right, right? The money doesn't make it go away. There's things that, that come along and we can do our personal growth, but there's still plenty of guys out there that are struggling with this stuff. and We all do. Right. So but I love that you have this awareness and now you can start to look at where your life no longer has to prove you're enough. It's an option. If you want to, you can. Right. Mm-hmm. But your, your business no longer has to carry that burden. Whatever you choose to do next doesn't have to carry that burden. So you can start to ask yourself, you can start to look at it and say, well, what would I do? That might be exciting if I didn't have to worry about also proving I'm enough. Whatever you did when that statement, when you made that statement, it actually helped take away a decent amount of that discomfort. Uh, so, but it is what you pointed out on, you know, with work and some of these things, I still have the old programming, but I guess I, I don't know. It's almost weird that I still have been pursuing all these other things. So it, it, yeah. So I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, there's there's places where we're willing to negotiate and there's others where we're not. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So maybe at work. I, yeah. So, yeah. Right. And you, you were very clear early on in this conversation that uh, the idea, you even used the word identity, right? Work is – there's a big part of that. I remember when I sold my company, my first company – it was just like, well, who the fuck am I if I'm not running a company? Like, it was, it was terrifying. It wasn't, it didn't feel good to walk around and tell people I just sold my company because it was like, God, don't ask me what I'm doing now because I don't know. I feel like a nothing. That was going on for me. Yeah, I think some of it is just I have to work through these feelings and and look at this as you said is um, 
kind of upgrading the software. And once you do that, then see how I look at the world and then figure out what change, if any, needs to be made. But if I'm starting with a faulty, you know, belief system, then it doesn't, you know, I could say red is blue and that's not going to be helpful. I don't need to change the red. (laughs) I was just wearing the wrong glasses or whatever, so. The first, the first piece is awareness, right? Um, a lot of us just want to jump right to step three or four. And the first thing is just to see it. Monday morning after the football game, we can all look at the tape and see all the things that we should have done. And so it might be easier not to beat ourselves up, but just to look through it and be like, oh, here's the things I'm doing on a daily, weekless, weekly basis that aren't really rooted in my joy. They're not even really rooted in my security because mm-hmm. things are okay. Why do I why do yeah. I to choose to do X, Y, and Z? And you may find out on a subtle level there's this there's that hook mm-hmm. in there of this is one of the ways that I I prove that I'm enough or I prove that you know, whatever that thing is for you, you'll find it. Uh, but you might just start to see that you're perpetuating these things on a daily basis. It's not like one day in the future. It's it's happening every day. There are things that we do, how we dress, what we drive who we hang out with, what we say, what we don't say. There's so much of that. And if it doesn't jive with that part of us, that's enough. It's going to, that's going to, that's where we're going to just buckle. We're like, Nope, I'm not doing that shit. Well, that's pretty funny you say that because, uh, yeah, I, with the cars, I, I was into it before, but then I totally realized it was, you know, it was to look good. Right. I, I like certain cars. I can just, it's not, but but yeah, it does pop up every once in a while, right? Like that, it, it's not the it's not about the car. It it's just going to yeah. come back to what actually has me feel joy. Uh, so it can be the a, correct, this, correct. the same move can be a defensive thing. Hey, look, I'm enough. I'm special. Yeah. Or it can be like mm-hmm. this is just really fun. I love this. Yeah, no, no. For me, yeah, like I said, I uh, there, there's a smaller aspect to it that's that's joy, but I think a decent amount of it was just how I want it to be perceived. And that's why, you know, I just, I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't do this. You know, that's, okay. that's really a good way to put it. So, yeah. And my, my hope for you is that when you find those things that you can just appreciate them, right? It's easy to get into this work and then we have a realization and then, and then we use it to sharpen the blade and hurt ourselves. Right. Like, Oh, I'm doing that thing. It's just like, Oh, well, you know, so what? I'm doing it now. What do I want to do instead? Um, so be kind to yourself. When you identify this stuff, as you as you assess, no need to no need to beat yourself up. Just let's let's build awareness, and then we can start to look at the choices you're making consistently, and say, all right, well, if you don't want, if you no longer need to be playing defense, right? Make sure I'm not poor. Make sure I'm not a nobody. Mm-hmm. Then what do you want to play for? And I get it. what I'm getting for you is that's where you want to continue to expand this joy into your professional life or whatever you you know whatever this next phase of of this of this aspect of your life is. Correct. Correct. Um, yeah, you you're very good, Trip. <laughs> you are damn good, so I appreciate that. Well, tell me what it is you're taking away. Like, I, what's landing for you? What's what? What feels like the piece that's that's are the pieces that are that are landing for you? Just that realization that hey, you know, I think a part of me was rooted back when I was younger, and 
just you saying that, right, is you're, you're a different person now. And when I think of it that way, yeah, I have all these things, so I don't need to be defensive, right? It's just what do I want? Um, so that just that realization is just, I don't know, that's, that's the biggest takeaway. And like I said, I was smiling when you said it. Um, the second thing is, I think, and I really like this, is just uh, what am I doing, you know? that What are the little things that I'm doing that's still rooted in, you know, it isn't rooted in joy, but it's rooted in, you know, trying to prove that I'm not enough or to, uh, you know, sway the anxieties or, or whatever. So I need to step back. I'll uh, you know, look at that and see... Um, then, yeah, that's more than enough for, uh, for 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 the next week or two. Yeah, that's that's great. I I love it. Great. Keep a journal. You know, I think it's great to write this stuff down. So if you can't keep a journal yeah. or notes in in because this is where the know thyself comes in, right? This is what it really means to know thyself. Mm-hmm. When I'm unconscious, I'm gonna slip into this pattern. It's just ingrained, right? So when I'm unconscious, I'm gonna slip into this pattern, and these are the things I might do. I can expect myself to do this. It's not because I'm bad or broken. It's just this is this is the programming. So when I find yeah. those moments, aha, okay, great. Well, now I can pivot. And so if I don't want to play defense, then I can ask myself in that moment. It's a moment-to-moment thing, right, which is, okay, well, what, what would be in service of joy? What would be in service of freedom in this moment or aliveness or peace or love? Whatever it is I'm, I'm, I want to allow, what I want to create in that, that moment. And then that may feel – bold it might feel like ooh, that's different right that, there's uncertainty there i know what it means to play defense like i've got that game down right but this playing for my freedom of liveness peace and love is going to have me go into uncertainty so that's going to be the norm let's just expect it let's expect it that there's going to feel like some resistance there or something i don't know maybe i don't want this and blah, blah. like that's just the norm. That's just our development. It doesn't stop when we're 21. Yeah. But at first, it's going to feel like, I don't know. I don't think I want this. Right. Just expect that resistance. Expect that uncertainty. Expect that like, it's going to take work. The good stuff that you're really playing for is on the other side of it. All right. So we'll wrap up the conversation there. What are we taking away? We're taking away that if we're stuck in an outdated mindset, then life is going to feel very limiting. We're going to get smaller. We're going to feel contracted. What worked for us before, what expanded our lives before, may actually become a limitation. So we need to be willing to challenge ourselves and our perspective, our mindset. And when we're willing to challenge some of the beliefs and the motivations that used to work for us, then we can bring ourselves into the present. So from here, We don't have to fall into the trap of just doing more of the same old stuff that no longer fulfills us. We could use this conversation as a starting point for taking smart action, action that will help us feel more expansive, strong, and alive. Instead of playing the same old game, we can now take a look at his life and say, okay, what do you want to do now? What do you want to do now that you don't have to strive so hard to escape poverty? What do you want to do now that you don't have to prove that you're worthy? And when there's nothing to prove, then we can stop playing defense. We can play for what we ultimately want in life. We can play for our fulfillment. And going forward as his coach, I'm going to help him do three basic things. Number one, make sure he doesn't slip back into that outdated fear-based mindset. 
Number two, help them identify the actions that will be most effective. And these are usually going to be bold. These are actions that will feel a little uncomfortable or a little risky, which is why having a coach around is going to keep him from bullshitting himself. And then number three, I'm going to hold him accountable so that he follows through. He's going to do what he says he's going to do. Over the course of the next few months, we're going to do this process over and over again. And from my experience, this is what creates lasting positive change. We don't get this from reading books or listening to podcasts. We don't get this from some weekend workshop. We create lasting positive change when we're in an environment that doesn't allow us to bullshit ourselves. We create lasting positive change when we're in an environment that encourages us to take consistent, bold action that's aligned with our deepest values. This is why I work with coaches when I'm making changes in my life. I've read tons of books and interviewed all these amazing people, but I found that nothing replaces the benefits of having my own coach, my own guide that's down there in the trenches with me. I hope that this has been helpful for you, and here's to you living with greater freedom, aliveness, peace, and love. If these interviews are helping you, then please visit The New Man on iTunes and leave us a positive review so others can discover the show more easily. Thanks for listening.